Welcome to Core de Femme, a podcast for the femme perspective. There's an overwhelming and inundated male perspective that has been dominating global conversations on the human perspective since forever. From business to home life, education to reproduction, it's time to create more space for a femme perspective as we continue to shape the possibilities for a meaningful life. We think about the male perspective as that's who inspired the Bible, pioneered and structured our nation, wrote laws, governed laws, made money and allocated money, head of state and head of house. Even the female reproductive system was identified and named by a man, Gabriele Fallopio, an Italian priest and anatomist. He coined the term fallopian tubes, which are commonly known as uterine tubes and ovarian tubes. But I think that just goes to show, like, as a woman, as a femme, our entire experience is often narrated by the male perspective. And we know that we need more female perspectives. All critical thinking requires every side to give an account because all sides paint a most accurate and complete story. So let's hear from her. Let's give her the mic. Let's give her a platform to tell her experience, her perspective, and in her own words, welcome to Cor de Femme, where her story is the story. Welcome back to Cor de Femme. This is your host, Melinda. And today I have a special guest and her name is Molly Chrysler. I met Molly um, through Instagram here and there, but it feels like we have should have known each other or met at some point because our our yeah. paths have crossed. Yeah, and our and whole there. lives like we're like kind of like spiritual yes. soul sisters. I feel the oh, minute I met I you, I'm like, where have you been? Oh my gosh, totally. Yeah. So <laughs> Molly um, started right. You started mm -hmm. this. This is your thing. It's my thing. Okay, it's called yeah. Bloom, and it is coaching, mm -hmm. and it's for college-bound students. It is. For hopeful college-bound students. Yes. Yes? <laughs> yes, yes. Well, welcome. Thank welcome you. to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing today with us everything that you're going to share. Yeah. So let's just start with our usual round of 80s pop quiz. <laughs> pop quiz! Pop quiz for an educator. Okay, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> okay. And remember, we have you have four choices. Okay. So if it's not sounding familiar, reach out for a choice. Okay. Okay. According to Morrissey, what was murder? Oh, I don't know. This is not what I'm a doctor of. Okay, here's, here's your choices. <laughs> Music, war, murder, or meat. Murder. It was meat. It was meat. That's okay. Next one. <laughs> this is how you get an F, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a battle, not the words. Okay, but you fail everyone's To be fair, though, this was also during a time that there was only the radio. There was and only cassette the radio. tapes. Right. Like, we can just download or pull out our phone right. and play something. Like, no visual. Because, like, MTV wasn't until, what, 88? Yeah. So we didn't even have, like, a visual type of a cue. Right. Press visual. Learners. And then you had to buy a cassette tape to and play it more than once. Right. Or record it off the radio. Record it off the radio. Or make, make a, a mixtape. Mix <laughs> <laughs> so good. Mix so the fact that we even remember these remotely, like, it's good, it's right? Big deal. That is it a is big, a big deal. deal. It is a big deal. Yeah. Okay. 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 We're good. Thanks Next for back. normalizing it. <laughs> In the Bowie song, Let's Bowie. Dance, what color are the dancing shoes? Red? Yes! Yay! Oh my gosh. Okay, good. I, I had to do a little sing song there, but okay, red. And the last one, you've got to get this one. You go. Okay. Where do guns and roses welcome you to? 
The Jungle? Yeah, baby. Oh, <laughs> I saw my original GNR hoodie. You like do? Like with the down the sleeve GNR with oh, the roses. Oh, that's the, legit. Yeah. Did you see them live? Um, you, I did not. My first no. live concert was Pearl Jam because I was a kid oh, in the 90s. Yeah. Yes, 90s. So me and Anna Vetter, we go, we go way back. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Total 90s oh, girl. So good. Like Stone Temple Pilots, mm, R.E.M. Mm. That was my first real live concert. <sighs> So good. San Francisco, REM. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. And to their back now, because all my clients are all into the 90s music. Like, they pull out their playlist for me that's all, like, our music. Yes. And our clothes. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know. I Do bought I some Doc Martens. And my you daughter, did. who's 21, is like, oh, my gosh, I just started listening to Hole. And I'm like, oh, that's oh, my life God. anthem. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yay. So we're friends now. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so funny. I, um, I had several pairs of Docs in college. And I goodwill them. Yeah. I whisper that yeah. because it's just so, it's the sacrilege that was like the 90s rover and everybody was moving on. Yeah. And I got rid of them and I don't know why I did that. Yeah. I did though. I know. Sorry, Dr. Martin. Oh. Because now they're a big deal. Such a big deal. And they're still very expensive. They're still very expensive. <laughs> and they hold up so I could have just put them back on. I know. I, know, I think I bought, in thing. high school, I bought three pairs yeah. from a gal who was, lived down the street. She was in her late 20s. And I think mm. she was moving on from the Doc Martens stage. Yeah. But I bought a green pair, an ox blood red, and yeah. then a Mary Jane. Yep. The Mary Janes were my favorite. Did you guys paint yours? Because they yeah. weren't like they didn't have the printed or whatever. And I went to a right. kind of an artsy college that my roommate was an artist and she used to paint people's docks for money. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a great idea. Now yeah. they make them in all these different Yeah, now you don't have to be as resourceful yeah. as we were. But, but yeah. still sometimes it's cool. Kinda gitchy. Right? <laughs> okay, Molly. So give us a little snapshot of you before we talk about Bloom. Who yeah. is the woman behind Bloom? Yeah, so my students know me as well, some of my students know me, but uh, I'm known as Dr. Molly on social media. Some of my students don't realize I'm a doctor until I write a letter of recommendation. They're like, oh my God, you're a doctor. Like not the kind <laughs> that can prescribe fun things or anything, but right. yeah. So um, I'm known as Dr. Molly to the Bloomies. And um, let me see, I'm Montana born and raised. Oh, yeah. neighbor. Yeah, yeah, neighbor, neighbor. Yeah, so my brother had moved over here. I was actually born in Spokane. My dad's side's here. My mom's side is in Montana. And then... Um, did the Montana thing for a really long time and then actually took a job at Gonzaga and rerouted here. Wow. Um, 15 years ago now. So I've been here for a while. Yeah. Um, but Montana is my, also my next home. So Montana, North Idaho are kind of my stomping grounds. Um, I have a lot of loves. I love lilacs. Let's just go, I guess, with the time of year. Oh. The smell of lilacs. Yeah. I love the first taste of a peach in the summer. Mm. Mm. I love s'mores. The police oh. know this too. I always like s'mores, yes. right? Do you get crazy oh. with them? Like yeah. try new kinds of chocolate yes. and peanut butter I like or the anything? <laughs> Have you ever dipped your marshmallow in Bailey's and then roasted it? No. Then just be careful because it's very flammable. And, oh my gosh. But it's a problem. Really? It's a problem. You dip it in Bailey's right. and, and then put it on the stick yeah. and roast it. Yeah. It does it flame? It does it immediately flame up? Or yeah, you got to be super careful because okay. it'll it'll go right up. But okay. it's paleo. Oh, yum! So it's good. Okay, I like that. Yeah, so <laughs> I like variety. I like new ideas. So if anybody out there wants to shoot me new s'mores, that's always great. So I am definitely one of those people that just I'm a lover of life and simple mm. things. Like I wait all year for that smell of the lilacs or that peach. Um, I have 
three boys, an 18-year-old, a four-year-old, and a two-year-old. So we oh, have a wild wow. house. Yep, that wild is, house. and that's a jump in between. <laughs> yeah. Like for yeah, Riles is our oldest, and he he was was he 14 when Lulu came along, and um. Oh. He's amazing. He's like their best friend and mm. they worship him and he's so good with them. And so we're super lucky. Everything, even with that gap, they're super close. Yeah. All the cubs. Um, so yeah, lots of boys in my house. So my house is a little rowdy <laughs> at times. Um, love to garden, love to travel, love to do all those things. So yeah, that's kind of like the sneak peek of me. Um, but yeah, and then also run bloom. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic too, because in our, our home we have I have a 10 year old, um, a 13 year old, and then a 21 year old. Yeah. Not in our home. My my oldest is out now for the first time. Yes. But it's such a gap Mm -hmm. that it was really hard to manage. Like, where are we going for dinner? Right. (laughs) Okay. Red Robin, sushi, (laughs) or Wendy's. Like, it's just everyone has this a different thing. But our oldest is is such a friend to them and they love her Mm. and that relationship is so cool. It is so cool. Because she's going to be one that they call when they get in trouble when they're older too. I'm realizing this now. I have a brother that's 12 years older than me and and now I'm realizing those things but also like Lulu went to Montessori this year and he won't tell me about school like he won't say anything but he waits for Riley all week to come back because oh. uh, we co-parent and then he tells him all the things oh I love it and I'm like oh you guys I'm not gonna know all those but your brother's gonna know all the secrets yeah. which I'm sitting right there so it's not like it's too big of a secret but even like yeah you know he's four and someone stole his girl in the playground that's big oh. stuff we got to tell oh. you yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I know. Right. So yeah, funny. my middle schooler will go to my 21-year-old and tell her all the things that I'm, like, pining away to right. learn. But I think rather, because at first I started getting, like, okay, this is weird. Like, I know. I'm feeling left out of the mom things. You're not, she's not the mom. She did not squeeze you out. Like, I, I earned these <laughs> communication pieces. But then at the same time, I'm like, I'm just glad she's talking to someone. Yeah. So yeah. whoever she feels comfortable with, at least she's talking th- about right. things from someone that also I love. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I totally get that because my heart was a little hurt too. And yeah. Steve's like, mm, yeah, no, you're the mom. You're the enemy at this point. I'm like, right. oh, God. Oh, lessons. Lessons. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. I'll sit here. Okay. So tell us about Bloom. Tell so us about it. Bloom is this really cool. It's my labor of love for sure. Um, it started as a side hustle almost like 10, 12 years ago where I was working at GU, but I got this really cool opportunity to do research for the state of Idaho and at-risk students. So I wanted to do the research gig, but as I was shifting away, parents were like, hey, could you keep working with my students? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like the win-win, like it's like I could take all my really cool people with me and still see yeah. them, but then also move on to research. So um, along with my like, you know, bachelor's, master's education I went back and got certified to be a life coach so um then would see those students kind of side hustle um and then fast forward to you know several years later a few years later um did my research went back to school got my doctorate did all those you know things check boxes mm-hmm. um and decided that I wanted to do it full-time so three years ago we launched bloom full-time um wow. as a business and it's just been a great ride uh, so life and education coaching, it's this beautiful fusion of making sure that, yes, absolutely, college hopefully bound students. Um, and we also have some students that are bloomies that aren't necessarily, they're just trying to figure out their life, right? And sometimes yeah. it leads them to school and sometimes it leads them to really cool creative things. Um, but the biggest um, population that we have are um, high school to going to college. Um, mm-hmm. And so we absolutely do like the college application process with them. But we do all of this beautiful fusion of life coaching in, in between. So we mm-hmm. actually take them 
earlier in high school, typically, um, freshmen, sophomores, and that's kind of where we like them because then we can be really intentional about how they're living their lives leading up to then finding their place academically, um, piping them into community service, figuring out their comfort zone, figuring out their self-care plan, all those really cool things that kind of happen, and then leading up to then college applications. We kind of really figure out who are you, what's your authentic self, how do we package that, what are you really great at? Where do we want to put it in the world? Yeah. Um, how do we tell your story and put a bow on it so that colleges really get an understanding of who you are? Um, and so that's kind of like where we ramp up to the, to the end goal, and then we follow them to college. So we're super lucky that we don't we're not just a one and done process oriented thing. Yeah. Um, we're very humanistic. We're very relational, and we walk with them as long as they want want us to. So once a bloomy, always a bloomy. It's very rare that they like do the check boxes and go away. Yeah. Um, they always come back at some point in time, whether it's, okay, I got through college, they didn't, you know, they feel good, they're sophomore year of college, and so we're like, okay, we'll step away, you got this, and then they're going to grad school, and then they come back in, right? Or, oh, Brad. Yeah, my that very so first client just hit me up the other day that got him through, he was going to law school, he's made his way as a lawyer very successfully, he's like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore, hop huh. back in, let's figure out a new career change, so, yeah. so it's super cool, it's, you know, it's long-term, it's very spiral, it's very humanistic, and, um, very relational we love them very much well that is that is the thing it's humanistic yeah like and Mm -hmm. and there isn't always this one track blueprint of stamp here's how it goes right and to be that kind of interim for young adults who are trying to navigate that without it just being like well what's close to me and what's in town and then it doesn't fit and it's not really jamming with who you are or maybe they don't have programs that of our of interest to you and so you just kind of go oh well right and keep on keeping on doing the thing that yeah. you know people around you in the community are doing it's super right. easy you know in that our is community super easy yeah to just like <laughs> bob along and follow where people are going and then and 10 years passes and yeah. it's like uh what am i doing what am i doing am i gonna keep doing this yeah where wh- yeah yeah, mm-hmm. what do I do now? Yeah. And I think in our community, too, it's really easy to do that because there's a lot of places that you can just pop in with hospitality because we're a very hospitality. And it's, you know, you're making money out of school. Yes. And it looks really good. And tell you, then 10 years later, like, well, how do I buy a house or how do I support a family? Um, so right. I think it, we almost make it really easy in our, you know, little in radius this area. Here. And yeah. we're just coming into summer right now. Yep. So people are hiring. They're paying well. Yep kids know that they're going to get paid well and yeah. get good tips and it's going to be a really busy summer because right. of all this new publicity we've right. had in our right. town. We've but been is found. this long-term? Is right. this sustainable right. for a future? Right. Where, you know, developmentally, if we can just talk about the mm. you know neurology of it, they're sure. not there to make a full decision that is really, um, that is long-term or sustainable-driven. Like, their brains aren't fully developed to make a decision where they understand cause and effect until they're 21. And when you look at right. the layover of education, that's when they should be graduating. And I've always thought that was a sick joke. It's like, yeah. you can't make a decision where you even know why you're deciding something until we kick you out of college and then you're supposed to be an adult. So you, they really do need people around them, a village around them saying, you know, kind of really think about this and, and pick yourself up and put yourself 10 years from now. And what does your life look like? Yeah. And where do you want it to be? Where are you living? Who's around you? I always give extra points in visioning when they have a dog with them. Oh. <laughs> extra points if you have a dog, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then back it up and what are the steps you need to get there? Yeah. So if you're going to be in a house by the lake or in a house at all, you know, how much money do you need to do there? And how much money are you going to make if you're just, you know, 
doing what's easy coming out of school or do we need to prepare you so that you're on a track to do that yes. and then back it up and what are the things that we need to do for actions in order to get you there because I think people dream often without thinking about all of the planning involved and all those steps yes yeah. this is so important I'm I really <laughs> I believe in this work so much because my husband and I are he has a doctorate. I'm still in college. I'm pursuing you're doing my it, bachelor's. You're doing it. Right? I love it. I love but it. I went to a trade school, mm-hmm. and education was not a conversation in my household mm-hmm. growing up. My parents didn't go to college, so how could they tell me about it or right. even encourage me and share with me the value it would bring to my life, even though it costs a dime, you know? Right, right. But Michael's parents. They did go to college, right. and so they knew the value, and it was expected, and he got scholarships because he did these things, and yeah. and he believes in it so much. And I finally hit that point when my daughter was in high school where I'm like, I want her to do all these things. And it was like, did I do all these things? Right. How right. am I leading the way if I'm not doing it? Right. But now that there my you younger kids are paying attention, yeah. I came home with 102 the other day yeah, in one I of my it. classes, and it. my son was like, wait, you can get more than 100? He was so stoked about it. He was so excited. And now I see his wheels turning of like doing better and reaching for more and what's next. And I just, I'm so excited that that's now in our household. The reality is that is not every household. And if your parents didn't go to college and that's something that doesn't have that grasp of understanding of experience. Yes. So... People like you are needed so bad for our young people. Well, thank you. It's a, it's definitely, absolutely, like I said, labor of love, just to use it again, because it's just mm. so fun. You get to hang out with these young people um, all day and, and hear about what their hopes and their dreams and their aspirations are and, and let them know there is a place for you. There's a place for that, where I feel like they get overwhelmed by choices. They get overwhelmed by thinking there's only one way or the other, whether it's mm. they've only seen trades or they've only seen yeah. a four-year degree. And to open those for them, because I've had a lot of students, too, that, um, you know, parents are either four-year degrees or that's what is the only vision in their mind. Mm-hmm. And then when we walk them into trades, it's like right. done. They had no idea that that stuff was out there. And that's a huge win, too. Like, when you walk someone in, they're like, oh, my God, I didn't I didn't know that I could go to school to be a welder and make this much money. Or I didn't know. So even just opening and broadening their perspectives of what they're doing and starting it earlier, because there's nothing... Just it's so hard to watch when you get a senior and it's like, okay, well, have you done community service? Have you had leadership? Have you done this? And they're like, well, no, I didn't I didn't know that that was important. So yeah. when we start them earlier and we're walking beside them, it's just so cool that it's like, okay, what what's your jam? Like, what's your issue? Like, a lot of our young women right now are really cool. They're All my freshmen and sophomores were starting their volunteer experience. And we just like, what's your cause? And they haven't really thought about it before, but they're like, okay, this is what social justice looks like. This is what a cause could be. And they're like, oh, I really care about women's rights or I really care about, you know, whatever it is, environmental things. Yeah. We're adopting a highway right now for a Bloomy because that's her, that's her jam. Oh, and I'm like, let's adopt a highway and we'll, love do, it. we'll do the wildflowers. We'll pick up the trash. We'll do all of that so that she's yeah. engaged in those things. That it's good for them to think about that at that age. It's good for them to think about things that are coming later. And nowadays, uh, there is um, an associate's degree that you can get while you're in high school. Absolutely. Like, that blows me away. I'm I know. Just like, I know. We're just trying to get through high school. And <laughs> now, here, you know, years later, I know. you're already dabbling in college yeah. while you're in high school, which is so cool. Like, what a great advantage that it is, is to launch from. But It is. Yeah. Well, it wasn't around when we were in school. Yeah. Like, that wasn't an option. Like, pick me to get... 
you know, to speed up, take time, time and money off your college bill, but then also get a get out of jail free card. Like mm. high school rough. Yeah. To be there all day. Right. <laughs> and it's very Pavlovian right. to me. It's like they lock him in a building and then they move him around by bells. And I mean, I'm sure there's reasons for those types of things, but I'm just like, oh man, that's, that's rough. <laughs> it's very cattle herding. It like, is. Uh, it now is. we go this way. Right. <laughs> go to this and this and the bell will tell you where to go. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that's another total perk to being able to do associates of dual credit or get out is that you get to experience, yeah. you know, what's coming and see the light at the end of the tunnel and see something that's going to be um, in your future. And so, and get out of school for a little bit. I think that's yeah. great. It's good yeah. for you. Yeah. And I think talking to someone who isn't a family member, who doesn't know all this history or maybe know all the things you've done wrong in your life or right. whatever, like you have this just very neutral, accepting, welcoming right vibe that why wouldn't someone want to share all these things with you? And like, this is just... <laughs> so necessary. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're very cognizant of it's a very sacred space yeah. that we enter. Um, so I have a team. When I say the collective we, it's not just me. I mean, I founded Bloom, but I have these amazing team members. But um, we enter a space that's very sacred. I mean, just like we're talking about with our older kids, right? That they need someone who is not their mom to talk to in yeah. order to be able to do some things. And a lot of time, here's the secret. A lot of time, I'm saying the same thing with moms. Right? Well, <laughs> exact same thing, right? But it's coming from someone that's outside perspective. And there's rules that we talk about when we get everybody at the table. We're doing a con consultation. There's rules. One is I can't tell mom and dad everything. Now, I mean, when it comes yeah. to colleges, obviously, they're going to know that kind of stuff. But if there's something in session that um, the student needs someone to vet out without a parent there, we, we keep that sacred as long as they're still healthy and safe and whatever. Yeah. Most of the time it's just like who they think is cute or who they're kissing. It's like, well, I kissed a boy. They don't necessarily want mom and dad to know all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of funny what they think is like super confidential. Um, but then also the second one is there's never any judgment. Like mm. when they walk into our space, we're not there to judge. We're there to listen and help and help them break down barriers and get back up when they fall down. And so they're never in trouble with us, even if we have goals and they don't do them that week for whatever reason. Okay, well, yeah. then how do we get back on track? So those things kind of make it magical because we aren't the parents and we're able to just kind of cheerlead. It feels so good. Like it just feels so good to be able to be in those young people's lives in that way. And I think that's really it speaks a lot of parents too who are want this for their child yeah. and they know they can't be there all in right. these conversations to right. be able to step back and say, I have all these hopes and dreams for you also. Right. But I also know my bias and I also know right. I'm self aware right. of how I can come across that you may not hear me. So I'm gonna let someone else who knows yeah. how to do this well communicate with you. Yeah, absolutely. I think it takes a very strong and confident parent to do that. Yeah. To be like, I need some to pull someone else in because this is not my expertise. And some of the stuff that we know about college admissions processes, like we like, Oh my god, how do you know this? It's not like it's interesting you yeah. know I mean? it's not like you pull it out like your trivia game it's yeah. like we work to colleges forever and so we know the tips we know the tricks we know how to help get them prepared we're really good at that um but no parent one it, it's a very complicated process um but two no parents should know all that like spend yeah. your time at like with you spend your time snuggling in your backyard spend that time mm -hmm. and then let us do the, that kind of work with you yes. so that you can kind of be really there and i mean you and I have talked about this before. It wouldn't work with my kid. Like yeah. my eighteen-year-old, um, there was you know a point with school that he was figuring it out, and my husband's like, "Can you help with that?" I was like, "No, like no, I'm too close, right?" Because he'll yeah. tell me no too. He's like, yes. "I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that." And I'm like, "Oh, well, that's different because Bloomies don't do that." So yeah. you know, what I mean, it's 
we love loving other people's children, but also acknowledge that we're limited as ourselves as parents too. Right. So there's, it's nothing like we're on this, you know, great big pedestal or anything. We're, we're the same kind of fallible human parents as, um, as the parents who come to us to contract. So, yes. Yeah. And that makes sense. I, mm. I know of several times where my daughter was coming over for dinner, you know, just, we had a established family night mm-hmm. and Michael and I were like, okay, we need to talk to her about this. We need to make sure that this is being discussed. And blah. And I felt like that pressure was taking away from us just connecting right. with her and being parents, supportive, encouraging, listeners. Right. And instead we had this agenda because we were so ang- we were so eager to propel her yes, that yeah. we were pushing her Your away. Agenda. Right. Yeah. And it's, so, it's funny because I often, you know, we I often do coaching for parents too. They'll be like, can I grab a session just to kind of figure out? Yeah. And there's a few things. One, just a huge shout out to all the Bloom parents. I learned so much about parenting from them because they're, t- you know, they're vocalizing and I've got so many tips and tricks of what they do with their kids. My mom died when I was um, in my early 20s. And so mm. I know, I mean, I know what she did with me, but you're not thinking about it until you have kids, right? And so that's a huge gift that they give me when they let me in and like, okay, we've tried this, we tried this, this really works and that. And I'm like, I've never thought of that. Like, okay, yeah. that's great. Um, and then when I'm coaching too, like one of the biggest pieces of advice and one of the biggest complaints I get from students is like when the, they get in the car after school or they get home, the first thing we say, and I, I am the biggest culprit of this and I hear myself do it and I cringe every time, is, how is school? And they're right. exhausted, right? They're exhausted yes. from being at school. And the complaint on a bloomy side is always, all they want to talk about is school. Because that's where our job, right, is to propel them. Our job is to set them up for success. Our job is to whatever. And so I always tell the Bloomies, too, your job is to help me be a better parent. Like the things that your parents do to make you crazy, be honest with me because then I know that in parenting. And also we can position you to find your voice and, and be present as you're developing through those high school years with your parents. But that's the number one piece of advice I give to parents is back up and just listen for a little bit. Mm. Ask questions instead of telling them what to do. And instead of like, oh, just being on about how is school, how is this? You know, our list that we have, back up off it, get a sacred time. If it's like, yeah. if it's dinner or, you know, once a week or whatever, be like, okay, we do have to talk about school, but we'll contain it here. Yes. So that yeah. then you know that the rest of the time they're not like tight waiting for you to ask about yeah. grades. Because that's what we, that's what we're just... The minute you have them, right, you're hardwired to do those things to them. Yeah. 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 And that's crazy because we just had this conversation like we need to find better questions after school than how was your day? They're like, fine. Right. Leave me alone. <laughs> Let me go have a snack. Right. <laughs> Give me a snack. Yeah. Yeah. But we also want to be engaged and not be checked out. So it's finding that that balance or that yeah. place of tension where you're <laughs> tight walking, <laughs> right. tight walking. Trying to massage the knot. Yeah. So what is your vision with Bloom? Yeah. So just expansion is our thing right now. So we're super lucky. So first year, um, again, shout out to our Bloom parents. Like Bloom has really grown because of parent referrals. Like mm. parents tell parents. And we're yeah. really lucky that that has really grown us where we are. We doubled last year. And then this year we're now, I mean, we have Bloomies in. So just... So everybody knows we're not just Coeur d'Alene centric. We're not mm. just Coeur d'Alene Spokane centric. We actually have clients in Idaho, Washington, Montana, and now California. Fantastic. So it's awesome. Yeah, this last year just kind of blew up and people are, you know, telling their friends and whatever. So we do remote services. Like one of my coaches, she lives in, um, she goes between D.C. and Boston, right? So she does remote. I do remote with California type of clients. So we aren't just necessarily here. So we're definitely growing. Um, we're bringing experiences back now that COVID is kind of yeah. 
a little bit more safe for us to go out into the woods. So we're going to yeah. do, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, but um, camp on um, the lake this year. And so we're going to get some more experiences. And then long-term, we'd love to have a more of a diverse for those students who parents can't really afford it. Because right now, um, the lion's share of our students are parents who do understand the value of college, mm-hmm. who do um, have the finances in order to pay for coaching for their child and have this resource of investment in them yeah. um, where sponsorships and partnerships where other people can say, hey, can I sponsor a kid to get the same services would be amazing. So mm-hmm. making it so that it's not just students who have the resources to do it. Yeah. I mean, to have that, that you know, good palette of all kinds of students and making sure that no matter what their background is or what their home is like, they understand what their options are would be great. I mean, we, the schools do that as much as they can and as fast as they can. They just have so much. So anything that we can add to that or really individualize things for students where we really get in there once we can get to know them is kind of really where we want to go. So expansion is the key for right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have a lot of stuff that you know, projects that we have coming that are really exciting uh, between our experiential stuff. And we're also starting a podcast. Yay. Yay. Um, and growing our social media and that kind of stuff. So definitely we're in our growth cycle right now. And it's growing in a very controlled, organic way. Um, but we're anxious to offer this this wonderful service to, to more people. How much are grades foundational to moving forward? Good question. Because so, if, you ha- if you have a parent who is eager, and even a child who is eager... And they hire you, but the grades aren't there. Or yeah. even maybe the, the student isn't jazzed yeah. about, like, education isn't a big yeah. priority. Yeah, so two-fold question then, I guess. So mm-hmm. grades are important, but they don't matter as much as they once did. Because this last year, especially with COVID, so there's been years mm. of colleges going towards what they call the character movement, where they're actually evaluating students coming in the door um, on less quantitative measures being grades and SAT scores, right? Right. And so they've always kind of wanted to like look at students in not just a numeric value and really look at them as people and what they could add and, and that kind of thing. So it wasn't going to be the bottom line. Well, COVID just like fast track like that like crazy. Yeah. It was like nobody could even take an SAT last year. I mean, we have students right. who did, but it was like, God, I had seven seniors that we we registered them, I think, six times for the SAT because you just couldn't get in and and College Board was having a hard time figuring out how to test people safely and that kind of thing. So it definitely fast-tracked it. And so now students are looked at, I mean, they always were, it's called um, holistic admissions. And so they would look at their extracurriculars. They would look at, do you have any um, resiliency factors? Are you giving to your family? Are you doing for Mm. community? Are you having leadership? What's you know, what are you doing on the field if you have So again, athletics. more humanistic ways yeah. of being are being acknowledged yes. as valuable traits. And yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is lovely. I mean, that's that's a wonderful thing. Because they even had a uh, Bloomy a couple years ago, and she wanted to go into nursing. They were they didn't know about her grades or SAT score. They were like, eh. and it wasn't it wasn't horrible, but they you know it wasn't necessarily top of the class either. Yeah. And she ended up. Um, she, but she was also going to KTAC doing the dual credit thing. And so she was going to come out with her CNA. Um, she was doing uh, volunteer offices or hours at the hospital. She was doing all this really cool stuff in the community as well. She got a great scholarship to Carroll mm. College of Montana because they're like, we want really good people who are dedicated to their studies. So right. it wasn't like she was 
a horrible student by any means, but she wasn't 4.0. Um, but is she going to make a good nurse? Yeah, hell yeah. Right. She's going to make a great nurse. Right. So grades are not the end-all, be-all anymore. I mean, we can talk about um, grades, but then we can also talk about this is who this person is, which is, yes. the I think, the best, coolest part about Bloom is, like, we're unpackaging who they are, and they're getting these, like, light bulbs of, oh, I never thought I was good at that, or I never realized that there's, like, a monet- I could mon- uh, monetize this skill. Like, they right. just, they don't right. see that, and so we're really kind of getting into their look. So, so there's that. The other thing about students, like, not being super jazzed, Again, the high school factors there that um, sometimes it's like, oh, oh, God, I hate school because they're hating their current paradigm of school. Mm. It's not that they don't like learning. It's not that they don't want to further themselves. Their current paradigm is not fitting what they love. Right. And so that being in a building, that's not that's not their thing. I mean, we all know they're done by seniors, but some of them hit it earlier where they're like, I just don't like this, where there's so many other options for them. I have Bloomy coming out uh, right now. Shout out to my D-pop. He's such a good kid. He... Um, again, came from parents both four years, and that's kind of what's mm-hmm. in his house. But he just writing history papers and writing. He was just like, "This is a grind," and it is for him. Yeah. Um, he's going to be an aviation mechanic. Like he did such a great journey this year. I mean, we went to colleges, we interviewed people. He was just um, so good. that's when he got excited. So he wasn't necessarily excited about what he thought he had to the do. Idea the idea of continuing of on in something that you yes. feel is the the only thing that's happening right. and it's going to be an extension of this right here. Right. That is such a barrier. Right. Such Absolutely. Because you can't consider what you've never experienced. Right, right. <laughs> or what it might be like. And so even yeah. when we explain to students, like it's like, okay, college looks totally different in these ways. It's like you can see like, oh, because some, for some people that's social. Like the social game in high school is not fit everybody and so sometimes when you explain to them like what it could be like at college is like college is like man it's one of the most important decisions you make in your life it denotes possibly who you marry where you live what kind of car you drive like how you develop as a human being where you're going to work like yes all of that slating in happens in college and that's again neurological with that developmental that you know four years they learn as much neurologically they have as much neurological growth their freshman year as they do the year they learn to walk right Mm. so it's just like their heads are exploding at that point in time but they're also able to like get free counseling get free clubs i mean everything is right there for them and and colleges are built that way to really develop them health care all of it yeah mental health services i mean even women's health care it's best on the campus right now Yes. You're going to go to college. You're going to get free right. So, I mean, those types of things are really enriched at, at colleges, too. And so they're really kind of made for that. And when you explain that to them, it's like, oh, I don't have to do the same thing anymore. I don't always have to compare myself to my classmates. I don't have to just have this menu and this is what the cool kids do and whatever. I mean, there's a place right. for everybody at college. Right. And that sorting thing kind of stops. And the only sorting is who are you, right? Yes. And then where do you find your people? And so when you explain that sometimes too, that that just totally blows up students' heads. They're like, okay, if I don't have to manage the social scene and, and being my unique self, but also trying to be status quo so I fit in or, you know, whatever it is for that student, it can make a big difference, a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I never even considered that too, this idea of... Here, here I am right now. I'm looking around. I'm saying, nope, no more of this. I'm out of here. <laughs> you right. know, I, I and right. we even had, um, I even had a young gal who said, well, my dad didn't go to college, so he's making real good money doing what he's doing. So there's just no point. That's sad to me because I'm like, there's so much more. There's yeah. so much more. Yeah, and that's definitely a cultural thing in our area too, yeah. where. Um, 
it's good enough to not continue developing and continue furthering. It's good and enough. It's good enough, right? And it's like, why wouldn't you just get kind of comfy in these sweats and, yeah. and stay where you're at? We all, I mean, as humans, we're all susceptible to that when we get in our comfy places, right? To just kind of stay there because growth is hard. Change is hard. Getting mm-hmm. out of your comfort zone is hard. Mm-hmm. Like I have to check myself all the time too. Am I comfortable or not? I mean, COVID, how comfortable is COVID? Oh, right. I mean, it was so uncomfortable, but at the same time, it's like you had stretchy pants on for a whole year. Right. And, we and you don't have to talk like, to people, and you're you just kind of people. like, bye-bye, waving from the window. Right. Like, you just kind of got in your nest. It felt and, real nice for a little while. Right. Even just coming out. Like, we, we traveled for the first time a couple weeks ago, and I don't know if we were fit to be in society. We went to Chicago. <laughs> but so no menus. Where here still, you still kind of have menus and stuff. So it was all QR codes, which is cool, which is also, it's like such a disruptor. It's like, why do we? why did we ever still touch gross menus? But so Chicago's. Definitely with those, no elevator buttons were left. And there were all these like huge changes that I was like, I don't, I don't know. We looked, we looked like we had never been out in the world before. Yeah. Um, And so, I mean, it's good, but that's good, right? That's where those new neural pathways form. That's where we really kind of grow and you're like, okay, but I, we figured it out. Even right. We were, like, and you can reflect to... and say, we never needed that. Right. <laughs> right. We no longer need that. Right. This episode of Court of Femme is brought to you by Dr. Molly Chrysler and Bloom Coaching. Bloom is dedicated to empowering and elevating young people by reducing the overwhelm of the college application process. They emphasize the fun and find a balance of getting things done and finding your true self. Check out the Bloom College Application Camp hosted here on Lake Coeur d'Alene this August 8th through 13th. You can find out more at youandibloom.com, Facebook at youandibloom, or email molly at molly at youandibloom.com. Thank you, Bloom, for our show today. And now let's get back to it. Right. We're such creatures of habit. We just keep doing the same thing. So, you know, I mean, COVID's been horrible for so many reasons, but it's also, I mean, it kind of makes us shake our head, right? And be like, okay, we, we were comfortable before and then we got uncomfortable and then we got comfortable in COVID and now we have to get uncomfortable again. And I think that that's really important for us as humans to be uncomfortable. I always Mm -hmm. tell my students, I want you uncomfortable at least 60 to 80% of the time. Because then I know you're growing. Yeah. If you're comfy with me, if you're in your sweats all the time with me, then we're not doing our job. I want you yes. want you pushing it, growing, oh my gosh. growing. Yeah. That is definitely a philosophy. I have a couple girls here that we meet every other week and we talk about what they're doing, they're creatives and talk about what they're doing and what they can do next. And we're just kind of having these conversations regularly yeah. to keep them thinking and connected to themselves and the world and they're all early 20s, but they've all said the same thing. I see girls like me in their early 30s who are still serving tables. They're still right. baristas and right. they're still working that same retail job they did when they were my age. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want that, but I also don't want this. And is there only right. two choices here? And I feel like what you're doing really helps people to think about how am I helping? Yeah. <laughs> How am I helping launch and propel another generation? I think in this town specifically, yeah. this is a hospitality town. It's it a is. resort it destination. Is. There's We can have our events once a year where we say, let's support the service industry workers and let's throw a bunch of money at them. Right. That money's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. We have to create opportunities where we're continuing to move our young people right. forward. And if that means launching them out of Coeur d'Alene, right. so be it. They'll right. come back with right. a business mindset and ideas, Absolutely. and they'll help contribute back to the society. They'll open up stores that maybe they know to mm-hmm. keep 
imparting education to the people they hire mm-hmm. and creating atmospheres. Like there's so much that comes out of education yeah. that we don't realize. It's not just about making a living. Right, it's about absolutely. Sustaining a local economy, right. contributing to a global economy, right. developing people. Right. Becoming your best self, right? Like my Grammy was 96 when she passed away and she she didn't get the chance to go to college because there was 13 kids. Mm. And that was something she so wanted. I actually went to my undergrad because I got a scholarship at the same place. She had gotten a full ride, but she couldn't go. And then I went She had gotten a full ride. Yeah. But she was wow. the oldest of the 13 kids. So she had a... She, she had, had to a, do her thing. She did. Oh, she gosh. had to do the thing, right? God so she took, t- yeah, God bless her. So she wasn't able to go. And she was like the best life learner. And she always told me, there's a few things people will never take away from you, right? You're in full control of your body as a woman and you're in full control of your education. And well, no maybe one, some of that. Some right of us, right. <laughs> <laughs> we try to be, right? We try. We try. <laughs> but yeah. we got some things. But I do think, yeah, once you get, she's like, once you get that piece of paper, no one can take it from you. Once you carve out your space, it's really hard for people to take it free. And those young women that you're talking about, right? Yeah. I mean, I do feel like everybody when the millennials were coming up was like, ah, oh, millennials are so whatever. But they blew the they blew the top out of us. When I started this twelve years ago and I would tell people in Coeur d'Alene, I'm a life coach and I work out of coffee shops, I have freedom of time and space. That was not a thing. Yeah. They would just like kinda of cock the head and I think they thought <laughs> it was like voodoo. Yeah. That they weren't really quite sure. Um, and life coaching wasn't a thing, right? And so even when parents would refer, they wouldn't say those words because I, yeah. I don't think that they really I don't know. I think yeah. it's kind of scary, right? Um, people fear what they don't understand. Right, so right. if they don't understand, it's like right. voodoo. Right. It is magic. <laughs> black magic. Black magic. Yeah, yeah black magic lady. Um, but now, like, it's, you know, we've evolved enough, but it takes it takes a while, right? But we also, I mean, they could carve out their space. I mean, I did that. I was on the track to do super traditional. I mean, even when I was going to launch, it was scary and everything but it was super easy for me to get comfortable at a college where they you know pay your retirement and do all the things but mm-hmm. I mean I wish that and I hope that we give this to the bloomies that they have that inspiration earlier in life because it was boxed like when you and I were coming out like you said it was yeah. like you you went to trade school I did what was yeah. expected of me and we just kept going and it wasn't like I didn't really understand that that empowerment piece um, especially as a young woman to be able to create my world where now that's exactly what I did. I mean, yeah. walked away from colleges and was like, I'm just going to do my own thing now and yeah. trust the universe, be, trust my skills, trust where I've built myself, trust my education, and trust that the universe is going to help me here propel me. And man, I should have done it years ago. I never, there were certain like small things. And I always tell Bloomies, listen to your bodies, listen to your things. So yes. the young girls like, what is, what is inside telling you? Because your path is there and what you want. But then we have to like battle that status quo or expectations of what people want. So for me, like to walk away and be like, oh, I'm going to give up the retirement, I'm going to give up <laughs> yeah. the whatever. That, you know, everybody around you like, what are you doing? But I mean, there were little things to me. that was like, I want to take my dog to work. I have a Labradoodle named Jack Jack, oh. right? I want to take my Labradoodle to work. Or yes. I didn't want to wear pants other people told me how to wear. Dress codes have always been weird to me. Seriously. Like, why would I be more productive if I wore, wore slacks? Oh, my gosh. My mother at her work, she was there for 20 years. And at one point, she had to be the one to champion for women to even wear pants. That's women were not allowed to wear pants. I'm sure they typed faster in skirts. <laughs> Gosh, we're talking so about dumb. winters in Colorado, and women had so to dumb. fight to wear freaking pants. Like I just doesn't blow your mind. Wow, it so blows yeah. my mind. And so stuff like that. I I should have been an entrepreneur earlier in my life. I should have done mm-hmm. these things earlier in my life. And so like I really have that passion for those younger people to be like, oh my god, you're being so smart right now. Like do that and feel the fire. We just 
There's a new Bluey, and I, she just blows my mind every time I see her. She's an artist. She'll be at Art on the Green, go see Sage. She's amazing. Um, but she she's an entrepreneur already. She's selling, she has a booth at Art on the Green, and she sells her art, and she has a website. And I'm like, God, I Fantastic. wish I was that smart when I was your age. Yeah. And she's just, like, doing it in jest and with a smile on her face. And be like, I'm doing it because I can't. Her mom's like, I don't know what to do with her. She's doing everything. She's, <laughs> she's, she's doing, doing everything. What do we do with her? <laughs> Um, and it's just, I mean, as much as like, I hope to inspire them, but as much as they inspire me, I mean, these young people are just amazing when they come vulnerable and they come scared or we're writing an essay and they have to write about something that's like super emotional. I mean, those essays do really well on college applications, but I mean, it's, it takes a lot of trust to, and in this last year too, it wasn't even like I was with them. I couldn't like physically be in their orb and it's like, turn on your computer and this woman's going to like coach you through how to write an essay about mm. your most vulnerable thing in your life. Awesome. <laughs> that for them, I mean, that takes courage yeah. to say, this is my background. You know, my dad had these issues and right. I don't want it to imprint on who I'm going to become as a father or... Right. You know what I mean? I was adopted, and I'm trying to figure out who I am. You know, I have this family, but that's mm. not really who I am, but I have this identity stuff. Like, those things to explore, that's so brave. It's so oh brave to, you know, blaze a trail or to be super just vulnerable when they show up um, that we we do wonderful things for these students, but it's because they inspire us so much, too. That it's yes. like there's that obligation when they come to tables like, oh, my God, you're so shiny. How yes. do we make sure we capture all that shiny and get you where right. you want to be, right? Yeah. yeah, and create more space for you to yeah. flourish. Like, I, I don't ever want to be someone in someone's life where you're crowding their abilities yes. or, or perspective or narrowing their path. Right. Like, can we just keep right. expanding? Yeah. A friend of mine uh, is European, and she's like... <laughs> Our country just gives us education. They want us to flourish. They want us to prosper and thrive. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just something we do for our people. Right. But she's also like, we also don't believe in that saying of like, oh, you got big shoes to fill. Right. We all know over here, we make our own shoes for our own feet. Oh, I love that. We step in our I own. We, we forge new paths. And you can you can look at a pathway, a template of this direction and maybe go a little bit to the right. Maybe yeah. have a different shape of a foot, footprint, but it's I yours. Love that. And I love that. we do that too much, I think, in our yeah. in our spaces here where it's like, this is the way, this was a way, here I'm doing what this person did, the way he did it, and where are you in all this? Right. right. You're not. Right. No. <laughs> so is this sustainable? Right. At 50, are you going to be like, fuck it. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be a trumpet player. That's right. what I've always wanted to do. Right. You know, like, that's. Where are you? Right, exactly. Yeah. When it's something too, it's like I don't know how many times I say like everybody else gets kicked out of the room. Like we're in session, I'm like your your parents can't be mm. here right now, right? Your whoever is like whispering in your ear, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, and and I think that that is part. Like again, our culpability as parents, where we come in there and we're like, oh, you should do this or you should do this. And I've even I mean I've heard it yeah. in my own house <laughs> too. Get a business major as well, uh, but. I think that that just so takes away. And I think if parents really knew what you're doing is making your child smaller in those mm. moments instead of the sky's the limit. And they're going to figure it out. I mean, it's not, is it going to work 100% every time? No. But I mean, as much as I, we hate this, I hate when my kids get hurt in any way, yeah. right? But it shows them that they can get up and keep going. And so sometimes they'll have crazy dreams. And, and it's for us too to be like, okay, well, that's an amazing dream. Like, 
how do you how do you get there? What do we need to do? And even just building mm-hmm. the skills and getting those building blocks, it's going to get them somewhere. I mean, are they going? Is everyone going to be Elon Musk? At it? Right. No, but they can carve out a place that, if with that inspiration, becomes their own, right? And so yeah. I think that that is just super important. That where are you in it? Because who wants to be? I mean, who wants to be? 40 or 50 and yeah. the fuck it. I mean, yeah. yeah and and this is awful. an age we're living in where there's so many influencers and celebrities. We can right. spy on celebrities and see this really grandiose way of life yeah. that we want to strive for. But do you know what it took to get them there? Do you <laughs> right. know that they did go to college? They didn't just wake right. up and they're a celebrity. But also there are people who are, who came from wealth and privilege mm-hmm. and don't really have to care right. as much. They don't have to put in that much work to have things in life and, and be set up. Right. But then there's others that do. You have to work for it. You have to right. strive for it. You have to plan for it. And where you want to be, it takes little steps today. Yeah. <laughs> today. Yeah. Yeah. And that mindfulness too, right? Yeah. Uh, I think that that's something that we, I think we've gotten back to a little bit this last year that we've really kind of been able to slow down. Yes. Um, that mindfulness piece that, I mean, we, we do so much of that in session now because people don't realize those little small things that you're focusing on every day. Um, there's a book I like called Atomic Habits, and he talks about, the author talks about how, like, if you're just focused on what you need to do, like in a basketball game, um, for example, if you're focused on what you're doing on the um, floor, all the time instead of the scoreboard. Like if you were mm-hmm. looking at the scoreboard the whole game, right, you wouldn't be too distracted to do anything. But if you're really focusing on what do I need to do in practice? What do I need to do to build my strength? What do I need to do to build my skills? And you're doing the plays and you're really focused on that, the scoreboard's going to take care of itself, mm. right? Which I think is such a great analogy yeah, for life that, that is... if you really just kind of think about what am I doing on a daily basis to take care of myself and to be my best self and to engage in the ways and grow, get outside my comfort zone, that's going to take care of itself, yeah. right? Your vision will take care of itself. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's a great reminder from one visionary to the next. I know. I think that's a huge um, gap sometimes where there is this big vision, but what is the practical, the day-to-day that's making that sustain itself? Right, right. Flourish. So tell us about um, camp. We're so excited about camp. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. We're so excited (laughs) about camp. We're so excited about camp. Okay, so camp is college application uh, summer camp. And so anybody who's done the college application before (laughs) with as much respect as I can offer my former colleagues, it sucks. Like it's horrible. It's just, it's a horrible process. Um, It's long, it's tenuous, it's complicated, it's overwhelming. Um, This time of year, I get more calls from mom than any other time of year because this is when colleges have started sending the glossies in the mail to which knowing working in the campus, they're like, this is what will get the attention of the prospective student. In my experience, all it does is invoke complete panic and fear. <laughs> like, yeah. To those parents, they're like, "Oh my God, now we have twenty-five of these. We have to choose." So yeah. they're, yeah, it's not, it's not a good thing. So um, we work with students all the time to do college applications. We ran over, I think, over three hundred last year. <gasps> um, so the thing that we always try to do is make it not feel like the process, right? So that it's we're still doing it with them and we're doing the dance or whatever. But we try to breathe fun into it. So that's where camp comes in. That for a week, students come in and we go to the lake. And it's a residential camp, so they stay at camp just like at summer camp. But they actually do their college application uh, during that time. So it's August 8th through the 13th, and it's at Luther Haven. Luther Haven's made yeah. it super easy to green light and say yes. I mean, they're doing all the safety things for COVID. And yeah. also, I mean, it's like, who would say no to this? One, it's gorgeous. Um, it's on the lake. 
it is amazing. And so it's going to be this amazing like built in a fun. So in the morning, we'll go to class, right? And they'll learn about how to build a college list, what kind of colleges are out there, how do you do an essay. We have an essay mm. um, editor that comes in. Uh, my coaches fly in. So it's like all, all hands on deck. Yeah. Um, so they get all this like coaching and all really cool stuff. We go to class. So they'll have, they'll have everything ready so that they can just drop their um, applications if they're going to be seniors in the fall. But also backing it up, that freshman, sophomore type of a thing. If they're younger, they have their blueprint of these are the ways you need to develop to drop a good application. And so, yes, for juniors soon to be seniors, yes, for sophomores to be juniors, but also younger students, it's, it's great for because they start thinking about it now and we really start that intentionality. Um, so class in the morning and then experiential education and playing in the afternoon, which is awesome. So I'm an experiential educator. Her name is Jess Bennett. Um, she's amazing. So like she runs world courses and canoe races and then yeah. they do the, this is, I'm the academic, right? I'm the, <laughs> theory girl so she's out there like yes we want this we want this and we're gonna climb that we're gonna shoot each other here we're gonna I'm like it's all you girl like you yeah. take me and do stuff but through those things they have a lot of fun but then they also learn about themselves like what did you learn about yourself when you were ziplining what did you learn about yourself in this team event or whatever so there's a lot of introspection in that too really fun but introspective and then we have faculty coming in to teach them about really cool um and important topics diversity and inclusion social justice um those types of things how do we have a place at our table because one you mm. have to write about it on college essays now there's mm. a lot of talk about we don't really need that right now. Well, you do if you want to get into colleges, mm -hmm. but even more importantly, to prepare yourself to go outside our area. Like, oh, okay, say that again. <laughs> just importantly, <laughs> to be a good human, right? And go outside this area. We want to be prepared to understand other cultures yes. and appreciate other cultures yes. and integrate into other communities that we're going to go into. And so um, we bring that to camp too, because there, there's a gap and there's a need for yeah. that with our students. Absolutely. Like even just seeing essays last year, they didn't have a great concept of those. So hmm. we bring people in to teach them. Um, and then we'll always have fires and s'mores and yes. snacks <laughs> at night yeah. and like snow cones like there's a snow cone hut and oh we just gosh, give them noodles we got live cards every day so they um can just go and have a snow cone and like bob and be on their noodle and get in the lake yeah. and go play there's paddle boarding there's all those really cool camp stuff but by the end of it the parents don't have to worry about are we ready for college applications like we yeah. get them all queued up so they're they're ready to go so really productive, but also super fun. And it's going to take all the ick away from it. Every time I tell yeah. students about that, they're like, that sounds so much better. I'm like, yeah, it is better. Yeah. Yeah. So we are taking a smaller class because we are still trying to, you know, let's just honor COVID yes. as it was, right? Yeah. So we're taking a smaller class. So if people want to abide on it, sooner, sooner the better. So what are the dates again? Um, August 8th through the 13th. Okay. Yeah. And do they register on or check it out on your website? Or? Yeah, our website is uandibloom.com, Y-O-U-A-N-D-I, bloom.com. And it's under the Experiences tab, and it'll say Camp 2021. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so exciting. I'm so excited for our young people here in this mm. town. Like, so these exciting. are the resources that are yeah. really, in. there's a need. Yep. And I'm thankful for women like you who are answering well, that you. need and saying, I, we need to do this and I'm going to be the one to do it. Yeah. Like, there needs to be more, more of us mm -hmm. mothers, town yes. mothers, you the know, like ringing the bell saying, hey, let's, out, let's rally around this idea. Yeah, like, absolutely. And reciprocally, it. that you have a space here for them and that kind of thing. Well, we're going to bring the Bloomies on down here too so that they can see this cool thing that you built and, um, that there's a space and there's other people. There's other people, there's other people in town doing other different things yep. and it's all good. So good. <laughs> it feels so good. Do something. Yes, do something. <laughs> Just do some, find yeah. something and do it and do it the best. 
yes. that you can. And when you've done it the best, keep learning how to do it better. Yes. yes. <laughs> that means go to school, go to school. Mm-hmm. And if it means take your education and turn it in a different direction, then do that. Right, right. It's just, I, I love this idea of lifelong learning because there mm-hmm. is experiential learning and academic learning yeah. and to have them blend. I really see it as this chess game where one, the king is education and the queen is experience and they have to work together. Oh, I like, love that. It has to work to, it's meant to work together. Yeah. Can you absolutely just king it all the way? Absolutely. Can you just be a queen? Sure. But when you work together, I feel like that's that wholehearted, whole mind, yeah. whole body living where you are just in the full of it. Right, right. And what a happy place to be, right? Yeah. I mean, that's when, even like when you're meditating or whatever you do, right? It brings yeah. you to that level where you're like that vibration, that resonance um, thing. But what a good thing to strive for and to be. It feels yeah. good all, all, all the way through. Yeah. Oh, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. This, this is so awesome. great. We're going to yeah. keep talking later on and I want to yes. hear more and just stay in touch because Anytime. there's so much yes. here. <laughs> I know. We love it. We love it. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Molly. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of Court of Femme. And we will see you again soon. Or actually, no, you won't see us. You'll hear us. Okay. This is the <laughs> podcast. Okay. Bye-bye. You are listening to Court of Femme, a podcast for the Femme Perspective in North Idaho. Court of Femme is recorded, mixed, and produced at The Hive, creative co-working for ambitious folks. Find out more at thehivecda.com or follow along and get inspired at The Hive CDA on Instagram. We invite you to come find your sweet spot at The Hive.